Today's Thursday, August 18th. The title for our devotional is The Supremacy of Love. As I'm looking back at all of the devotional titles for this week, it seems like all of them just sound like bad rom-com titles, don't they? Uh, Without love. Love in our actions. The supremacy of love. Yeah, sorry about that. All right. So moving on, next Paul goes to describing the supremacy of love in the Christian life. This is so prevalent in scripture that it seems hardly worth saying, but his readers so often needed to be reminded, as do we. So if you're getting kind of annoyed that I talk about loving others so much over the last few months, again, this is everywhere in scripture and we often need to be reminded of it to get the basics, the foundation, the center of Christian ethics is 1 Corinthians 13, 8-13, love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now I see only in a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. The meaning of this text here, heart largely hinges on the meaning of the word completeness in verse 10. Those who argue that the miraculous gifts of the Spirit ceased with the time of the apostles would suggest that completeness refers to the completion of the canon of Scripture, which was completed Uh, when John's uh, revelation was written. When all the New Testament letters have been written, they believe then believers have all they need to live a holy life. This seems unlikely. There is no reference in the context to the canon of Scripture, therefore it would be unfair for Paul to expect his readers to understand that he is referring to the writing of Scripture. Instead, it seems as if he is referring to the completion of the Spirit's work in the life of a believer, and the believer reaches the full measure of the maturity of Christ. A similar meaning of this word is found in Ephesians 4.13 and 1 Corinthians 14.20. This will occur when Jesus returns and makes all of creation new, including those who are in Christ. This makes sense in the context of verses 11 through 12 as well. So here and there, he's clearly talking about maturity and spiritual growth in Christ. And although we won't reach the complete fullness of maturity in Christ, we are called to continue to pursue it and strive towards it in our life with Christ now. What Paul is describing here is another example of the already but not yet tension. We already have the Holy Spirit, the down payment of our inheritance. We have been made new in Christ, yet we are not yet complete in our new identity in Christ. The work of the Spirit is not yet fully accomplished in us. So we have experienced the newness and fullness of life in Christ but not yet in its fullest. In these verses, we are here reminded yet again of the supremacy of love. Love will never fail, Paul says. Love remains along with faith and hope, and the greatest of these, he says, is love. In the new creation, compared to the other gifts that he mentions here, When we are all completely mature in Christ, we will have no need for prophecy, tongues, and gaining more knowledge, both relational intimacy with God and knowledge about God. 
These gifts are all to be used to edify and build one another up. They are meant to help us become more mature. They will not be needed when we are already fully mature. Love, however, will continue to exist in its most glorious form, just as it has for all eternity in the loving relationship between the three members of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He even says it as plainly as he can in verse 13, the greatest of these is love. So often we want to make other qualities in the Christian life supreme. We want to make knowledge or miracles or prophecy, all of which manifest in a large reach of influence in our culture today. The supreme measure of the Christian life and maturity. These, Paul assures us, are not supreme gifts or qualities. It is always love. For reflection time today, I invite you to just imagine what life will be like in the new creation. This is a fun little exercise that always gives me a ton of hope. My kids like to imagine talking to animals or breathing underwater or flying, stuff like that. I have to remind them every time we have this conversation that I don't know if we will be able to do any of those things, but it sounds pretty cool. Imagine more of what we do know. What does a world of perfect love in our relationships look like? What would it look like to be rid of our selfishness and pride and arrogance in our relationships to one another that tend to cause so much division and tension? Consider the struggles that you've had to be motivated by love this week if you've been following along throughout the week and and reflecting on what actions were motivated out of love and which ones are motivated out of pride, what would it feel like to be rid of that struggle? Imagine experiencing the full loving relationship with the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, seeing Jesus and experiencing the love that Jesus has for us physically, tangibly with us each day. Just spend some time reflecting on that and what it would be like to exist in a full, complete, loving relationship with one another, with creation, and with the Godhead.